Hi there, welcome to another episode of Song in a Chat with your host, as always, Pete Pascoe. Yes, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're, if there's a riff, there's a riff, there's a riff, I'm talking about that. Hey, it's on my beat poet, and I didn't know it. <laughs> Good evening, people, or afternoon or morning, depending on what part of the world, what time of the day it is, you're tuning in. And if you are tuning in, thanks so much. We've got a big episode this week. Um, I'm very excited to be here. Getting into it, it's a cold winter's evening in Melbourne when I'm recording this out in the studio. What am I recording? Well, uh, if you've been here before, you'll know. If you haven't, please just stand by. I'll just give it a quick rundown to some folks who may have just tuned in for the first time. Thanks for tuning in. What you have tuned into is a tune and a chat. Oh, a tune in a chat, yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I'm a songwriter. I have, I have a lot of songs, 800 or so, and this is an opportunity for me to uh, talk about music, uh, talk about a song. It's an opportunity for you to step into the shoes of a songwriter. I'll give you a bit of an insight of where the song came from. Um, we talk about the lyrics. We do talk about it from a songwriting point of view. If you're interested in songwriting, it's in layman's terms. You don't have to be well-versed in musical theory to hopefully enjoy what I have to say there. Uh, also, I, I, I keep it loose. I like it. like to make it entertaining. Uh, so there will be anecdotes harking back to the time when I wrote the song. And I'll generally generally... Speaking, I will link it through to now as well, which is what I'm doing now. As I say, what a cold night. Uh, I have a hot water bottle for my feet. I've all these socks on, about three jumpers. There's not, not a great deal of heating out in my studio, but by George, I am lucky to have it. And for that, I am extremely grateful. Um, been a big week, folks. I've had a good time. Went out, painted plain air yesterday, which is painting on the spot. Went for about a three-kilometre walk in the National Park down the end of the peninsula here to Bush Rangers Bay. And uh, that's an interesting name for a bay when you're quite a picturesque, beautiful, unspoilt bit of nature. And it's been named after someone sort of, sort of an infamous sort of thing. If you don't know what a bush ranger is, then you're not from Victoria. Um, fair enough. I'll try and uh, give you some sort of idea about what that is. A bush ranger harks back to a time when Australia was being going through a probably pretty much a a very tough time. Um European settlers uh trying to find their way here. Um big subject of just waded in with both feet. <laughs> okay, and some of the European people one or two of them were not behaving too well as part of a rapidly um, sort of a society that was taking form and sort of a highway robbery is that, is that is that tough is that the way it is possibly anyway look that was a bit of a path to go down with uh google ned kelly you'll get the idea <laughs> there you go anyway it was a beautiful day i bring that up now because my thighs are killing me from the walk it was a bit up some up and down some stairs but i, I thoroughly recommend getting up uh, out of your uh, cheer and getting out into nature whenever you can for a walk because I, I, I recommend it. Um, 
What did I see? I did see unexpectedly. You know when you're walking on a bush path and there may be other people around and I like to pause, let them go by because they're often using the big voice there. They're sort of talking about themselves out in nature. Instead of sitting back and letting nature wash over them, I like to go a bit quieter and see what's there. So I paused in my footsteps and uh, sure enough, a little chirp, chirp. Beautiful, um, big... I think think probably some robins, some sort of greyish-looking robins. The head was slightly bigger. And had I not stopped and just taken that moment to just observe them, I would have missed it. I would have charged on by, not aware they were there. And I think that's the thing about nature. If you if you just give it half a second or half a minute to stay very still, it's amazing what you'll start to see and hear. Your your vibrations of your footsteps. Stop and everything, everyone, everyone around, and the animals, and that start to sort of poke their neck out and say, "Hey, all right, you're there. You're pretty still. All right, I'll, I'll just sort of carry on. I don't think you're too threatening." And and I just love that. I, I, I love that. The sound of nature, the silence that you can find. And look, a lot of you will know what I'm talking about. If you don't, oh, that's cool. Maybe. Check it out sometime. There's another sound of nature happening. I don't know if you can hear it now. There's a bit of rain on the roof. It's an old corrugated iron roof. And maybe we'll get a visit tonight from the old posse, the big possum that goes charging along. I've kind of got used to them, although I do tend to sort of jump out of my skin with fright when uh, he does charge along the roof there. Okay, speaking of frights and jumping out of my skin, I'm going to give you a little anecdote first up. This is back when I wrote this song. I was living with my girlfriend, uh, well, now wife, but uh, we were living in Brunswick in Victoria, and I I found a, a, a course that I could do. I'd, I'd just come out of, just sort of pretty much just arrived from New Zealand and Australia, and I'd recently played the role of JC in Jesus Christ Superstar. I wasn't an actor by any means. It goes to a hairy singer quite often, but I did enjoy the role. That's another story. What it did lead to was this course. It was called Movement and Acting for Singers. I thought, oh, well, I learned a bit in this show. I could certainly do with some more. It was within my budget, which wasn't a great deal. Uh, we, when uh, Marie and I moved into our flat, we, we spent, I think we are down to our last 10 bucks when we'd got a mattress for the floor, a few pots and pans. We'd paid the bond, and we both got a job on the same day, and that was a, about a month after being in Melbourne. We arrived here with a suitcase each, pretty much, and uh, some music gear of mine that came over, and uh, it was a real adventure. It was, it was a great time, and it's a time I don't regret. There, there were um, absolute, uh, I still feel now pangs of missing New Zealand, and I always will. A part of my myself will always be there, and I go back and rediscover that from time to time. Um but at this point in time, we were in Brunswick, and man, it was busy. And I used to take the, the tram across to St Kilda on a Thursday evening. Now, just enough money to, to pay for the tram trip, buy myself a coffee in a cafe, just to remind myself what I was up to. That was my treat. And I'd sit back, and I enjoyed every little sip of that latte or whatever. I was a flat white back then. And I used to sit back and think, yeah, I'm in the hub of the action here in St Kilda. Now St Kilda back then was really, really quite vibrant with the arts. Uh, Ackland Street was all go. There was all kinds of stuff going on there. And the course I was 
had it entered into was at National Theatre. And uh, it, was, it was pretty good fun, although I did introduce myself. I'm just wondering now whether I said this on a previous podcast. Oh, no, episode. Anyway, I'll say it again. I just, this, this wasn't the funny part, but it was funny to me at the time a little bit, um, was when we had to introduce ourselves in a circle, we had to sort of say a little bit about ourselves. And I said, started off by saying, well, I used, this is a, um, a course about getting active in that. So I thought, well, look, I was always been into the arts, but I wanted to point out that I was pretty physical. And back at high school in New Zealand, I did six sports in my final year. And I was met with this, you know, Huge amount of laughter from this predominantly female group. Now six, oh six, six sports, as in you know badminton, cricket, volleyball, blah blah blah. <laughs> Quite a moment. Anyway, the anecdote I wanted to relate to happened after the after the course one evening. I was sitting there uh, in a bar outside, just having a, a sneaky beer. I thought oh, I'll just treat myself a bit more. That was a good good course tonight. I'll sit back and. As I leaned back against this sort of wire netting fence, which leaned back onto the street, I got this little tap on the shoulder. I turned around, and there was the biggest, uh, what's the PC language, uh, a street walker, yeah, um, and, and, and transvestite, and that, that's all fair enough, but uh, he, was, he was trying out his luck. He or she with me <laughs> for a for a youngster from the sticks and then said I about left out of my skin. <laughs> go, good, good evening, good evening. And uh, anyway, we had a little chat, and he pretty much he or she pretty much. Uh, I let him know I was pretty happy with my beer. Thanks very much. And I boy did I scold that beer in a hurry. <laughs> Get on the warm tram and tram. <laughs> it came out badly, didn't it? <laughs> Get on the warm tram, headed home as quick as I could to my lovely Marie and go, Whoo, she's a big city out there, babe. It's a big city. All right. Being in a big city does make you sort of delve into some big questions about about your existence, where you've come from. Um, and that's what I was talking about lyrically as well. I was writing lyrics um, at that stage. And I, I flick open my songbook here and at the song that popped into mind, um, it popped into mind because just recently I've, I've been recording um, a finished version of, of this song as part of an album that I did release 100 CDs of some time ago. I, I know, it was 21 years ago, apparently. Oh, I can't believe it. Two summers ago, I re-recorded the vocals and put a quick string arrangement on. I've been waiting to mix it ever since. There's been all sorts of things. And I thought, this is the week I've been in there mixing that album. Um, nearly finished it. So today, I'm going to play you a demo shortly, a piano vocal version. And then, as I've started to do a bit lately, I'm going to play you another version, a more produced one. I, I'm finding that's kind of fun to do with this episode. So, okay, I want you to sit back. If you haven't got a cup of tea already and you can do so, do you want to, do you want to have a pause? Go grab that cup. Are you back? All right. Or if you're on a train or in the car, you didn't go anywhere, you're still going, get on with it, buddy. Okay, today we are going to listen to, I'm off mic looking, turn around. No, well, we're going to listen to God's Wish. And here it is. I'm going to roll it. I go out 
three times that night in a city the size of Melbourne. Meet the same Indian guy each time and say, Why does this happen? He says, It's God's wish. Cause I say, I believe that's true. What good when we're tired of wishes? When we telephone system for two, he says, Beyond the star Inside the star You know it's high It's God's wish It's the God's wish It's God's wish It's God's wish Rumbles as if that's who we are When the cross I wish to my moves Not thinking even with one hand Parted in the cloud Beyond the star Inside us all you know is high Okay, wow, that sort of had a fairly intense, sort of driven energy, didn't it? Hey, a fairly intense young man with something to say by the by the sound of things there. Not quite sure what he was trying to say in places. Some of that pronunciation was pretty rough. So let's look at that right now. Whoop, doc on the mic there. I just picked up the book. Uh, the book, let's see. Ladies and gentlemen, page 435 of your songbooks, because this is song number 435. God's Wish, uh, written in 98, October 98. Um, 
By the way, if you did want to read the lyrics along as I actually sing these demos each week, uh, that'd be great. And you can find the lyric. I published them uh, in the same week. So if you just go to www.petepasco.wordpress.com, that's my blog. And on my, on my blog post, I publish the lyrics at the end. So you can scroll down and find them. You can find them now if you like. Okay, God's Wish. Here's the lyrics. I go out three times at night in a week in a city the size of Melbourne. Meet the same Indian guy each time. I say, why does this happen? And he says, it's God's wish. (laughs) Okay, that was basically what happened. I went out three times at night in a week in a city the size of Melbourne. On the tram, at different parts of Melbourne, the same Indian guy turned up. He was a young fella. And the look of recognition on his eyes the second and the third time was like, there, he recognized me, and it was in the same instance, well, this is fully expected. This is, this, is, this is how we roll. And so I said to him, what do you make of that? And this guy says, it's God's wish, Peter. And I thought, oh, yeah, thanks, man. That, that, that. I actually said to him, that's fantastic, and I think that's a song title. Thanks very much. So thanks to that fellow. All right. Of course, I said, I believe that's true. And what good's a one-way tide of wishes, a one-way telephone system for two? So I started thinking about it, and I thought to myself, well, look, yeah, a lot of people in the world, they, they sit down, and I can say they put it out there, they pray, they, we, yeah, we, we wish, you know, when you wish upon a star, whatever it is, whatever you want to call it, we do that. And I thought, well, what, what good's a one-way t- Tide of wishes and a one-way telephone system for two. I like that tide of wishes. There's another title, isn't it? Tide of wishes. And that's what you can do in a song writing capacity, ladies and gentlemen. You can grab a phrase that you've written and create a whole other song from it. It's a cool thing. Keep it in mind. All right, the one-way telephone system for two. I like that too. <laughs> so, poor dude in the clouds, beyond the stars, inside us all. I like that, beyond the stars, inside us all. So that's been said before, within and without. It's God's wish, God's wish, God's wish. Aha, the old magic three times, it's a good idea. Simple chorus, just state state the title three times and you're out of there. In fact, um, I did play it, I'm going to play it right now. I, I originally had four God's wishes in there, and it was just too much. So I think we'll see what I did. I think I put it. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Hang on. That's one. Two. Right here. Three. <laughs> yeah, four. Yeah, I think that's too many. Anyway, we'll, we'll see what happens when I play the the other more finished version coming up, and I think we'll find that's what I did there. Anyway, three. Generally better than four. There we go. Uh, we're so busy listening to our grumbles as if that's who we are. Well, that's kind of cool. Uh, listening to our grumbles as if that's who we are. So not listening to our true selves. We're sort of just sort of skimming the surface. We're not getting past the sort of chatter in our minds. You know, this has been written a lot, about a lot. Um, I, I did read a lot about things of a sort of personal growth, sort of uh, self-improvement sort of um, style of book, it fascinated me. Uh, I I wanted to learn more about what it really means to be human. So I dug deep 
I really enjoyed it. And in fact, this this album of songs, looking back, is pretty much a statement about yeah, what what I, what I thought held to be you know, true to myself. And that's not a bad thing to make a statement of. I'm pleased I did. And I tell you what, I'm really, what I'm really, actually, here we go. What I'm really pleased about is I didn't get up on a soapbox and try and stick it down anyone's throat or evangelize or whatever it was I was, could have done. What I've chosen to do, yeah, and what I have chosen to do, because I'm still doing it today, is I put it into music and art. There you go. Some deep stuff for me, to me anyway, deep stuff. Uh, So we're busy listening to the grumbles, just the chatter, as if that's who we are. We're putting across our wishes and mumbles, which is what I'm doing a fine job of tonight. Or maybe I shouldn't do this after a six-kilometre walk the day before, (laughs) recording a podcast. I'm enjoying it. Uh, Putting across our wishes and mumbles, not listening even with one ear. So that sort of comes from the idea of putting it out there and sort of looking for this universe, shall we say, going to respond in some way. I mean, we get emotional, beyond control, in spite of all we know. So that that's sort of like, oh, we're getting out there, but... And here's the but, spirit is patient, all is a plan, all is perfect, it's all energy. We understand God's wish, God's wish, God's wish. So there you go. And so I think that angle probably came from some Eastern sort of spiritual philosophy there, yeah? All, all is a plan. I think I was thinking of that fellow on the... The train, and um, look, I'm pleased I ran into him. Really pleased because he gave me a song. That's that's how songwriters work. We're, we're like magpies, yeah. Watch out, we're like a magnet as well. We sort of we sit there and we listen. And um, I like to keep the songwriting process as natural as I can, and that harks back right back to the very beginning of the song. I, I love that sort of very. Yeah, sort of, I think agricultural is the wrong word, but earthy sort of start, an earthy start. I, I like I like it earth. I like it to come from somewhere real. Uh, it doesn't always come from conversations that I hear or snippets of, but quite often it does. Quite often, I'm like, yeah, I'll just pop that down. And uh, here's, here's a good idea, another tip, uh, just in general, actually. Um, funny things or things you want to remember Write them down. Grab yourself a little notebook, anecdotes, a quote from a book, and go on. Write them down. If not for yourself, for for someone else that might come along and find it, and it'll be an absolute gold mine. Because the, these little moments of magic, oh, look, I'm convinced. Here we go. I'm convinced they come into our life every day, in some way, and maybe just the way. A certain bird call catches your ear when you least expect it, or the way the sun shines from behind a tree, and 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 uh, suddenly you you feel like you're walking into a Spielberg movie. Uh, you can write about that. It could be a funny thing that your niece says something on TV. Hey, hey it's been known to be has been known to happen. <laughs> Often unintentionally, but no, look, TV's a great medium. I, I do give it a bit of stick here on this podcast, don't I? Um, yeah, so writing stuff down in a notebook is a good idea, and I have taken that further through the years, for about 20 ideas, writing a diary, 30 ideas, probably writing a diary, and also at the same time writing my songbook lyrics. Okay, I, th- I think we'll look at the. I think what we're going to do is look at the next version of the song now. I'd like to do that for a couple of reasons. Um, One, 
I would really love you to, if you don't listen to unfinished music much, here's the thing. If, if you, if you're a person that likes to listen to finished music, look, fair enough. But I, I, I would like to perhaps take, take you down the path a little bit of the, the magic of listening to unfinished music, like the, the demo, the demo. Something is a bit rough around the edges. It could be a live track. That, that's also really great. Um, what what are you gonna what, what what do you get from listening to that? It it requires work, doesn't it? Yeah, it requires a bit more work. You gotta listen closely, and and you gotta you gotta you, you can you can choose to tune into the unfinished work, and and you might find some little gems of oh well, like I wonder why that didn't carry over into the finished version. I preferred that lyric, or wow, listen to that piano. I can hear where that turned up on the finished version. Now with that in mind. See what you can remember about the piano when I was sort of thrashing away there. Because what I was doing when I was thrashing away was an approximation of all the elements that I could hear in my head. As a songwriter, when you're recording a demo, here we go, I'm going to go right down this path for a minute. When you're recording the demo of what you're doing, you you have this arrangement. Oh, Oh, look, I have this arrangement in my head where I can hear the bass and the drums and the string section and the backing vocals and I'm trying to get that across just with piano and the vocals so you can hear if you go back to that demo sometime if you ever listen to that again you'd hear the bass being played in the piano you could hear a bit of a riff riff um you would hear the rhythm guitar and these these are the sorts of things you try to express all at once to get it down just so you don't forget what it is you're trying to um, record what you what you've written, what you've got in your mind. So what goes out the window sometimes when you do that is things like pronunciation or, or mixing or, or this and that or complete accuracy or the tempo goes up and down. All those things don't matter quite so much as getting the essence of the song down. And and I think that's really really an important thing to do as early as you can. You call it the first draft, if you like. Okay, I'm about to play another draft for you. And this draft was uh, recorded, um, well, the whole album was recorded in an afternoon. I talked about this recently on another podcast episode because I chose another song from the same recording session. And I recorded it with my my great friend, uh, Paul Dredge uh, from New Zealand and uh, also equally great friend Earl Pollard, no longer with us on the drums. And uh, what a great musician Earl was. Um, and uh, when you have, well, we we did a lot of gigs together, the three of us. I mean, a lot. I did a lot with Paul, but Earl came along uh, towards the near near the end of proceedings. Say near the end it was probably I don't know. Was it four or five or six years together? Paul and I had done a lot of gigs prior to that. When you do a lot of gigs together with guys, you work a lot of stuff out. You get past that surface chatter. You, you delve deep in the moment. You do it collectively. You communicate without speaking. True. It's magic. If you play an instrument and you've thought about, yeah, I'd love to play in a band, go for it. Go on. I, I think it's one of the most rewarding things you could ever do. When you find yourself, it's just like the sum of the parts, yeah? Something else seems to kick in there. And at the end of the song, you'll you'll come back into your skin and go, "Whew! I think that was that was pretty cool, wasn't it? I, th- I think we captured something there, didn't we? Yeah, that that was great. And if you've performed it live, all the better because you have 
transformed. Something's transformed. It's a transformative experience listening to live music. It transforms the performer, and I, I firmly believe it transforms the listener. There you go. It, it, it gets under your skin somehow, and it's a great thing. Uh, the version you're about to hear was one of, say, one of, oh God, I think I put the, the guys through 14 songs in a couple of hours. I think it was all first take. I think there was probably one song we stopped on and just sort of started again. Um, and on this particular song, we played the drums. They all played drums. Paul played bass. And I played the piano. And when I played the piano this time, I tried to leave room for what I imagined Paul's electric guitar. Lead guitar would be over the top. Um, so as I was, I, I, and I sang a demo version at the same time because I had to give Earl some idea of where, where we were going as a song. It was the first time he'd ever heard it. Uh, Paul had listened to a demo tape um, of a piano vocal. Actually, the piano vocal version I just played, I, I suspect that was what I sent to Paul in advance. So he'd done a bit of homework and figured out a bit, a bit about the song. It's a good idea to do when you're going into a, a recording session. Um, and I remember at the end of this particular song, we went, whew, yeah, all right, well, we got something down there. What did we get down? Here it is, God's Wish, take two. And this is the almost finished version that I'm going to put online on Bandcamp. I'm just going to tweak it a little bit, just the EQ, but it's just about done. So I hope you enjoy this version of God's Wish. Whoa, just before we do, I've checked out the time. We're up to 29 minutes. I like to, I like to keep these to 30 minutes. Well, what I'm going to say is a quick wrap-up. I'm going to say thanks so much for tuning in today. I do hope you've enjoyed yourself. I have immensely. Can't wait till next week. To finish up with today, I'll listen. I'll leave you with. Oh, I will be listening. I'll leave you with God's wish. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week. Have a great week. Cheers. I go out three times at night and a week in the city the size of Melbourne. Meet the same Indian guy each time I said, Why does this happen? He says, It's God's wish. Cause I say I believe that's true. What good's a one way tired of wishes? A one way telephone system for two is
Before you get rid of me, um, I'm still here. I listened through there, and uh, I really enjoyed that. There's more to come from God's wish, given the nature of how He recorded it so quickly in the limited gear. There are all sorts of decisions that look. I stand by this version. I think it was pretty good. Um, uh, there'll be another version, and I think we'll play. It will play sparsely with more of an idea of where we're going. And this is the great thing about songs. You can just record them and re-record them and take them where you will. All right, take this one where you will. Take it with you and your memories. Um, Have a great week. Catch you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye now. Pete Pascoe signing out. See you next week.